evening and welcome to another amazing episode of From the Couch Sports. I am Eric and with week three in the books, we are ready and excited to talk about it. Uh, Mr. Kieran Stack, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Um, sad Josh wasn't able to join us, but a little bit relieved that the guy who you know absolutely just pushed my shit in will not will not be joining. Oh, yeah, that would have been awkward timing for you. I was really yeah. excited to ask him about how his week went. <laughs> Jerome, um, are you bud? fortunate? I'm all right. That's good. That is good. Uh, all right, Karen Stack, let's get into it. How was your week this week in fantasy footballs? Uh, as a wise man named Jameis Winston once said in week one of this year, uh, it's pain. It's pain everywhere. Um, it did not go well. Underperformances galore. Um, Devontae was the one shining light, so I guess shout out him. Um, Jimmy G did a five-step drop right through the back of the end zone for me, so that was fun too. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Dude, I told you Jimmy G was not a good fantasy option. He's He's never been. The game he came in for, though, he did play well. He's not, I don't think he's a startable quarterback, unless you're really in a pinch. Fair. So you did you start Jimmy G over Trevor Lawrence this week? Oh, you you bet your you bet your sweet took us I did. Oh goodness. I would have won if I started Trevor Lawrence. Oh, pain everywhere, huh? What yes. would have been a better start? Jimmy G or Tom Brady this week? Well, I know the numbers, so Jimmy G. Empty roster slot. <laughs> yeah. Taysom Hill. It's like the fucking twilight zone. It's a weird, weird place. Um, so, Karen, you went 0-1 in your singular league? Yes, I did. Mm. Mm. Sorry to hear that, buddy. You know what? It's good to see Josh win in our league. I don't think we've really seen too much of it. And, uh, you know, a win for the good guys every once in a while. Um, yeah, that makes you the bad guys, Karen. Yeah, I know. That's fair. In this case, yes. Lesser of the evils. Uh, I went three and one. All is not lost. It was a rare good week for how this beginning of the season has started. Um, I unfortunately didn't play Marquise Brown in every league, but he wasn't in the league that I lost in. The league that I lost in, um, you know, Matthew Stafford didn't throw a touchdown. Uh, Aaron Jones shit the bed. You know, I... I started Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, and I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and James Robinson was on the bench, and I think someone someone else who was just ridiculous, where it's like, should I have started James Robinson over any of those three? Maybe, but the only person I would have started him over was Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who did well again. So, it, tough, tough loss, but the other leagues went pretty well. Jalen Waddle, by the way, even in an off day for the Miami offenses as we've seen it so far that dude i love that man love that man jalen waddle big fan big fan jerome so uh five leagues uh won three of them lost in two um like i said last week uh things gotta get figured out a lot of the good players on my rosters um 
some of them are are absolutely helpless and will be dropped but a good amount of them i feel like i shouldn't abandon because there's still a whole lot more football left to play this season and to drop a good player just because the offense that he might be on is not doing well is not the reason poor personal performance is absolutely a reason to drop but just because the offense as a whole is not doing what it should be right now it's it's not necessarily the reason um not when you're gonna feel like shit for you know dropping him there as you guys well know i i get the uh the trade bug you know i i start to really like like I feel the need every yeah, yeah. week. You call it, you call it the trade bug. It's your constant need to hurt people, and that's what it actually is. Well, yeah, I, I like I like to move around. The I like to change things up. I, I think it's fun. I don't like to just sit there with the same team. But even this morning, like I'm looking at players who are obvious trade candidates. You know, guys like Clyde Edwards-Alaire on my roster or Marquise Brown. Or, you know, I don't know, whoever. And I just, I can't, I can't seem to part with anyone just yet. I, I'm on the same page as usual on where I think we're just still so early yet that it would be nice. Like, like if you are the Cordero Patterson owner, trade him, like get him, get him off your team. I would suggest that very much so, but I couldn't find anyone on my teams yet that I'm ready to part with, which I think really just lends itself to the situation that you're talking about. Like, it's just, I feel like I need more information. Cordell Patterson, in my opinion, he's old, old players are more likely to get injured. We saw him fade last year. In that case, I'm out. Name one player that like you're hoping someone would offer you in a trade right now as a way to buy, buy, you know, to sell high. Derek Henry. I think that Derek Henry could potentially be done. Like if I would, if I had Derrick Henry on my team, I would say to myself, I've watched the first two weeks and I really don't think he has it. And I'm not sure that the Titans have it, but he just scored a touchdown. He just caught five balls, which is something I don't think he's ever done in two weeks straight, like caught like more than three passes in a row in two games. I would, I would try to trade him if he was on my team. And if I was on the receiving end, I would for sure. If someone offered me Derrick Henry for Austin Eckler right now, I would take it. I would I would take it hands down. And the thing with Austin Eckler is he's not rushing the ball a lot, but he's catching a ton of passes every he's got 21. He's got let me put it like this. He's got the ninth most receptions in the NFL right now out of any player. So he's averaging seven catches a game. I would still take Henry over him. What about for you? I think I would take if someone offered it up. I would go. I think Nick Chubb. I think if someone was like, "Hey, I'll give you Nick Chubb," it's kind of like name your price at that point. Um, I feel like this year, especially, he's been lights out. Let me ask you this, Karen: If you had, if you had Jonathan Taylor, and someone offered you straight up Nick Chubb for JT, would you take? that trade with the Colts looking the way they do with Matt Ryan, not pushing the ball. Like we thought he might, would you take that trade? 
I mean, unless the Colts like have know something I don't know, I I think yeah, I think I might take that trade because they're not using Jonathan Taylor the way they should use Jonathan Taylor. I don't know that they can. Right. Whereas the Browns very clearly are using Nick Chubb at his chubbiest. <laughs> well, they're. I love what the Browns are doing right now. I really do. I think the Browns are finding a way to coach around their, I don't know, like less than stellar passing options. And they're finding a good way to use Nick Chubb. I would, I would probably take that trade, but I would ask for something else besides Nick Chubb. Like I'd want like a budding receiver or something like that. Jerome, do you have a, do you have a player that you would take on a, on someone trying to trade high? This is a good topic. AJ Brown. You think someone would try to trade high on AJ Brown? Yeah. I'm holding every Eagle that I have. I don't, I don't see this offense falling <laughs> off. Like, a, no, they're all holds for me. No, I don't I, either. I don't either. But if someone was like, Oh, why don't I try and get something for him while he's good before God forbid he gets hurt or something like that. Cause he, because he's so active in this offense, mm. you know, I'll, I'll re-raise you. I would, I would recognize that someone is trying to trade high on Devonta Smith. And I would eat that up all day and twice on Sunday. Mm-hmm. If someone offered me a uh, low level RB two, if someone offered me Devonta Smith and I, I don't know, name a running back here for Javante Williams, I would leap at that opportunity just because right now I, I don't know. I'm reading the tea leaves and I, I don't see this Philly attack going anywhere. I think it's diverse. I think it's threatening. And I think that so long as everyone stays healthy, which is never something you can predict anyway, but I, I would I would take that. Another player that's on the rise that people might be nervous about is Saquon. Mm. Might be nervous about. Oh, I wouldn't be, but um, I'd jump on him for sure. You know what? I, I was looking at the box score this morning, and after watching the game last night, you remember, Jerome, uh, I think Karen was out that episode, but we did projections, and I said that I, I thought that Saquon would get the ball about 16 times a game He's matching that. I, you know, mm-hmm. I feel good about that projection. And not only that, but in reference to it, and this we've we've gone down a a, a path, but Najee Harris right now is like 19th in total touches in the NFL. And that was his big thing was volume. And you remember me saying, I don't think he's gonna get as many touches. But we both said that it's come to fruition. I think if you're it, you couldn't give me Najee for Javante. Like if someone offered me. If someone offered uh, me Najee Harris for Devonta Smith, I don't think I'd say yes. No. I just, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, it's a fun little tangent. Good idea there, Jerome. Let's go into the hot and bothered topic as we've done every week this season. Mr. Bergen, do you have a massive erection? Really? Yes, I do. Um, Jerome, you're first up. What's your topic, buddy? Uh, something that's got me hot and bothered. The AFC West is not nearly as formidable as we thought they were going to be. Not nearly. This week This week showed that right now isn't the time to give up games to lesser teams. Like later in the season... If you're trying to rest this guy or that guy because you're playoff bound and everything like that, and you take an L to a much, a much lower ranking team than you like, yeah, I get it. It's not a big deal. It's not going to ruin your playoff hopes. Right. 
week three is not the week to take an L from the Colts or the fucking Jaguars, mm-hmm. especially the Colts. The Jaguars have been playing good football. The, the, the Colts have not. So to, to lose to the Colts is just is an infamia at this point. And I don't quite understand it. Um, it tickles me. Oh, it tickles me right up my spine uh, to think about this, uh, that there there is definite weakness here. I mean, there's only one AFC West team in the top 10 power rankings for the NFL right now, and it's the Chiefs, and they're sitting at six. It, I feel like the wool was kind of pulled over our eyes, and there were in the Broncos and the Raiders, who, by the way, are the only 0-3 team in the league, um, there were major transitions that took place that I think we all it on some level took for granted to just work right off the bat. And we've been kind of made to be fools in that case. I mean, you know, it, at least in some of the takes, um, I think I, I will give a pass to the chiefs because Week three's loss is is unforgivable, and that's that's fine. But we're kind of past that, and moving forward, I feel fine about them. And the main reason is the same reason why I don't feel good about the Chargers, and that is that everyone's healthy. Everyone, everyone's healthy. Mm-hmm. No one's. There's no significant losses here. The Chargers, meanwhile, are losing players left, right, and center. Um, speaking of which, Ryan or uh, Lindsley is out. Their center, Rashawn Slater, out for the year. Justin Herbert, we got to talk about this. Brandon Staley, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, what are you, why is Justin Herbert playing in the last 10 minutes of that game where you're getting slaughtered like by 28 points? This guy has bruised ribs at least. I don't know. I don't, I don't know exactly what's going on with him. He's in clear pain. Like, he's not playing like the Justin Herbert we know. Why For is sure. he playing right there? What are you doing? What do you have to gain? What are you, what are you trying to figure out about this kid? That he's tough? You figured it out. He played, we, you know, he played poorly, but he played in the first half of the game and he lost badly. So what are you doing? Cause he is your future. That shit will get you fired. That, that will get you fired. So Jerome, I'm hot and bothered. I agree. I'm sorry, Kieran, for dominating the airtime. Go ahead. Nope. All good. Um, definitely going to concur with the both of you hot and bothered by this. And it's like, it's funny, Jerome, you know, on that episode we did where we, you know, power ranked the, the conferences. This was just like the, <clears throat> chalk one overall like no debate whatsoever it was you know obviously herbert obviously mahomes and in kansas city you know Derek carr we even said you know he's no slouch and then you added russ going to denver you know with a very good receiving core um seemed like they were going to let him do his great running backs i mean great yeah an amazing offense to to stick him into and geez man they've looked all four of them have just like like a shit like they're all playing hungover as a whole the most disappointing division for fantasy this year has been the AFC West. Think about all the, all the busts so far, like mm-hmm. a lot of them are AFC West guys. Yeah. And on the flip side, the Russ, NFC East Russ, is just like looking really good. Oh my God. AFC East is just no, NFC booming. Oh, yeah, well, sorry. AFC, AFC East, yeah. AFC East, AFC East and is also, yeah. East. Both of them. Yeah. Most of both of them. You know, it's 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 fucking crazy. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Bills and Dolphins are really carrying the weight of that. Yeah. Um, well, no, the, the Jets have had fantasy 
good good fantasy starts. Like Brees Hall, yeah, I, I really anticipate well. to come on strong. But um, no, what's what's weird about Denver and I, like we talk about Denver plenty. I don't want to like go too deep, deep into them. Right. But the plan you, you you told me you didn't want to talk about Denver anymore, so I talked about the AFC West, which is adjacent. But it's still. fine. Yeah. It, the, what's weird about Denver is that it's not as though. Um, so okay, Jerry Judy's been injured. Uh, understood, but Cortland Sutton has been good. Javante Williams has been good. Oh yeah. Melvin, Melvin Gordon has been good. So it's not like we were wrong about these players being good. It's that it's one of those weird situations where the sum of the parts does not it it, it does not compute. Like it's not it's not made better. So I just I don't understand it. Um, I, I will like I'll reiterate. I give the Chiefs a pass. I think they have looked great this year. It was a weird game. We'll chalk it up that way. In my in my opinion, I will. Anyway, um, Karen, your point. So something I'm a little hot and bothered for here. Um, Micah Parsons is going to be my front runner for the defensive player of the year. Um, I think the Dallas off or the Dallas defense, excuse me, has been very very pleasantly surprising, uh, especially to start this year. Um, Obviously, the loss week one, you know, tough, but at the same time, they got to Tom Brady a ton. Um, and then all the games after that, you know, they're giving, you know, they're giving Cooper Rush a, you know, a leg to stand on at this point. And Cooper's been playing well as well. And that defense is led by Micah Parsons, man. He is seems to be everywhere on that field at any time. He's getting to the quarterback, he's getting to them quick. He's one of the fastest linebackers and pass rushers I've seen in a long time. So I don't think it's even, you know, near out of the realm of possibility that he's a, he's a front runner for Depoy this year after going D-Roy last year. Yeah. He's still got some pressures last night against the giants uh, playing sick. And I think he missed some practices too. He's outstanding. I heard one voice of opinion that he's the best edge rusher to enter the league since Lawrence Taylor, which is a hot take. And I don't know that I'm, buying all the way into that i don't think i'm there yet because he's a linebacker like that he's not well like he's he's he, he's a very good edge rusher but like he's not that's not his main purpose i, I think or but I, I do think Karen, that we're 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 at that point right now in the nfl where we don't it's not like linebacker or defensive you're just an edge rusher you're, you're an edge rusher you're an yeah. interior defenseman you know what i mean like right linebacker with micah it's different because they play him off the ball I'm in on this. Um, I'm hot and bothered. I think that it's easy to be lukewarm and titillated because last night's performance wasn't a box sheet, you know, phenom. But I think he makes the other players better. I think he's playing really well versus some of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. Uh, uh, Am I wrong? Tampa Bay's offensive line is not the same it used to be. Giants have always been known for having trash offensive line fucking <laughs> the the cincinnati. the uh, cincinnati absolutely garbage so i'm not i'm I mean, not saying you're i'm not I mean, saying like, you're wrong i mean so no 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 so so don't hear what i'm not saying is he playing really well right now yes has he been tested against a top 10 offensive line no i'm just saying there's a there's fair. a whole lot of football left to play does yeah. he have the potential of making there absolutely has he gone up against good offensive lines no, that's it. It's, you know, I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from him. Uh, hopefully he can keep the, keep up the pace and he doesn't get hurt. 
because that's that's the whole thing about going 100 miles an hour is that chances of getting hurt are always higher. But he's playing really well right now, but he also hasn't been tested. So you, you play your schedule. Same thing as yeah. a team, an upstart team. You play your schedule. Absolutely. That's all you can do. Absolutely. But I'm just, and, uh, you know, when, when, when he it's finally goes up against the Eagles offensive line, if he is still playing at that high level, then, hey, it's obvious. But, you know, that's just I think Eagles have a top five offensive line right now. Um, you know, there there's 32 teams, you know, but I know I know the uh, the three offensive lines he's played against right now are in the bottom. That's so, fair. Um, okay, next statement. It is mine. Trevor Lawrence has arrived. YouTube is a wonderful place filled with just about everything you need to craft an opinion about any football player. And so earlier this week, I watched a video of every Trevor Lawrence throw from last week's win from Los Angeles. I thought for sure that I would come away with a totally different opinion about this, but I am lukewarm and titillated. What I saw was a quarterback playing from within a system that is designed to provide quick reads and easy choices for a quarterback. That said, I also saw a quarterback who controlled that scheme and moved through it very well and made a couple truly great throws. So while I don't think that Lawrence is ready to take over a game or shoulder the load of an offense just yet, I think he's on a very good path and he's under the direction of a coach who knows what he's doing. And I'm a fan of it. I don't know that he has arrived, but I think this is much closer to what we were hoping to see when he stepped into the, into the league. Your thoughts? No, I mean, I wouldn't 100% agree. Like, as a guy who sat him on the bench the last two week, three weeks, he's only gotten better. Um, I think he's a guy who's coming into his own. He's finally got a competent head, you know, the first competent head coach he's got since college. Um in Peterson. And, you know, like we said, that Peterson's a guy, he made Carson Wentz an MVP. Candidate. Candidate. Yeah. But you know what I mean? He was, if he hadn't gotten hurt, he was winning the MVP that year. Yeah. He's like, I didn't see very many pass attempts even that went beyond 20 air yards, but when you did, like they were accurate, they were second level throws, you know, like I, I think he's playing just fine. I think he has a lot of potential and I think we kind of foresaw this coming with the uh, the insertion of the Peterson regime in Jacksonville that um, there was uh, a good chance of success there for him definitely would you guys say you're hot and bothered about it oh I'm for sure hot and bothered about it I put him in my starting lineup already Jerome, I'm cool and calm. Cool and calm. I mean, it's, it, I mean, it was relatively expected, um, you know, and good for and good for him. You know, uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens uh, this week. We have them, so it'll be right. a good. It'll be a good test for the defense. Tough test, tough test against mm-hmm. the Eagles in Philly. I think, right? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Tough test, uh, Jerome. So. Uh, despite um, all, you know, fresh start and, you know, getting healthy and getting eye surgery or whatever. Jameis Winston is Jameis Winston now and forever. The man's on pace for 42 interceptions on the year. 
the man just hucks the ball. Um, you know, there's something to be said about having wide receivers on a team with a quarterback like that. You know, the Brett Favre gunslinger rocket arm, like throw it up. Someone's going to catch it, but that, that it, it'll very rarely lead to greatness. I think Favre was a special case. Um, Jameis is no Favre. So uh, I'm calm and cool about it because it was kind of expected, but it's confirmed now that Jameis Winston is indeed Jameis Winston. I wish I had one of those Scooby-Doo memes where it's a picture of Jameis Winston and they're like, all right, guys, let's find out who he really is. And they take the mask off and it's still Jameis Winston. It's like, oh, Jameis Winston. It's still Jameis Winston. <laughs> and you would have gotten away with it, too. This is I, I'm, I'm cool and calmed about this. And I think this is similar to the Los Angeles situation. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, they're they're saying that he has multiple fractures in his back. Now, I'm not a doctor, but I don't think a guy who has multiple fractures in his back should be starting at quarterback behind a somewhat shaky offensive line. Um, Tony Romo did. Yeah, and he's in the booth now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I, I I don't know what they're you look. Andy Dalton is not awe inspiring, but it's a good enough offense where I really think. You should be starting Andy Dalton. I don't know if the back injury is legit and it's a back injury. And I, I just, I don't fuck around with those. Like, you know, back, backs, backs and knees are some of the worst injuries you can have. So I don't know why he's starting, but I don't know if the injuries are legit that we can really derive anything from these performances <laughs> last week or week two, I should say his deep throws looked so uncomfortable that it just felt like he shouldn't be playing at all. I, I don't understand. I would be starting Andy Dalton and rolling the dice that way rather than playing a, a clearly injured guy. That's just my opinion. So I'm cool and calm. Karen? You know, I'm, I'm cool and calm about it too. I feel like Jameis was never a guy that like I was going to be you know, ever going to be like, all right, well, this is the year now. This is like, he's going to figure it out. I never really thought he was going to figure it out. And to your point, Eric, about Dalton, like, yeah, I mean, we, you know, when, Dak's ankle exited his body. Like Andy Dalton came in and he, you know, I'll tell Andy Dalton plays football. And I feel like for the Saints, that's all they need someone to do right now. They just need a guy to go in there and just play football in the most boring way possible. Like get touchdowns, the you know, don't don't reinvent the wheel. He's that quarterback. It's boring, but it's what they need right now because. Nothing else seems to be working. You can't, you can't uh, yeah. wheel Jameis out there. I'll tell you, I'll tell you too. This is another, like, it's easy to not like, like, I think it's easy to forget or coast over the fact that Michael Thomas left in this game and Jarvis Landry left in this game. And so Jameis was only throwing to Chris Olave. And then thirdly, and possibly most importantly, Alvin Kamara is a shadow of himself. So oh, far. Oh God. Year. What a, what a, absolutely fucking disappointment. Yeah, I, I agree. And I'll, I'll let you hit on that. But just real quick, I, I'm just going to say this. We see a lot of great quarterbacks or, and I'm not saying James is great, but I'm saying we've seen a lot of great quarterbacks lose a lot of passing options and a lot of offensive weapons and not play well, along with the fact that he's got an injured back. I don't, I don't know that I can derive any real information from this yet. You know what I mean? But Jerome, I'll, I'll let you touch on the Alvin Kamara thing. 
if you want to. If it hurts too much, you don't have to. I, it just it, it bothers the fuck <laughs> out of me because he should be so fucking successful. Especially because here, here you think of it like this, right? He will definitely get a suspension next year. So, like, why wouldn't you try and, like, get money while you can still get it? Because you're yeah. going to get fucking suspended and lose a bunch of money. You know, and he's just playing like a fucking like he does. He's like, he doesn't fucking care. Absolute waste. I should have I should have gone with my gut and not not picked him. You remember, uh, I asked you why, why your opinion switched too. I, I, I wouldn't have taken him before I, the third round or before the second round. Or, I'm sorry, before the fourth, before the fourth. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I, you know, it was, uh, it was, you know, it was there. I didn't really like what else was around. And I was like, you know what? Let me get, let me take a shot on this guy. And man, have I been fucking wrong? Has it should comfort you that it's difficult to think of a running back taken in the first two rounds who have been successful. Like it's like Leonard Fournette, Nick Chubb, and that's it. Like maybe, maybe Joe Mixon. No. Right. That's what I'm saying though. It's like, it's like CMC. He hasn't Derek been. Henry. He hasn't been overly successful. Right. That's. But this is what I'm saying. So you swung and you missed, but everyone else did too. You well, know what unfortunately, I, mean? I have Mixon and Kamara on the same team. Oof, Magoof. Oof, Magoof is fucking right. <laughs> All right, let's let's move it along. Karen, your next take. Uh, yeah. So we, I mean, we kind of touched on this at the beginning of the show here, but I'm hot and bothered on this. He's on my bench right now. Jimmy G ain't it. You know, a lot of people I feel like probably thought he was going to be, you know, when he came in and he was able to, you know, finish out that game for San Francisco, what was it, two weeks ago or a week last week um, when when Trey went down. And yeah, he looked really good. He had a, you know, Jimmy G had a rushing touchdown, guys, and everyone lost their mind. It was like, oh my God, this is it. Everyone picked him up. And then next thing you know, he five, five step drops, you know, through the back of the end zone. And that's all she wrote. Good for Dan Orlovsky. I mean, his was way worse, but still. I, I'm lukewarm and titillated. You know, it was a really, really strange thing that the, to me, that the San Francisco 49ers didn't let Jimmy G see their playbook until it was for sure that he wasn't going to get traded because it really seemed to me like there, there, there were no embers there. There was, there was no smoke no real smoke um, for him to be traded midway through the summer or even the beginning of the summer. Like there was, it never seemed to be any real risk. So the fact that you didn't let this guy see the playbook at all. um, And then he comes in in his first start and looks spotty at bet. I thought he looked shitty. I I thought he looked terrible. Uh, I, you know, I didn't understand it. Kittle was back. Debo's healthy. Brandon Ayuk is there. Jeff Wilson's running effectively. I didn't understand it. And, but I guess, it, I mean, it's his first week of action. You know, he's, it seems to me like he's learning the offense. That's, that's the way it felt, which is odd for a quarterback who's played in that system for four or five weeks. I don't know what to take from it. Jerome, help me make some sense of this. I didn't think, you know, towards the end of the game, obviously things got worse. Uh, I thought, I thought he was playing all right through the first half. You know? I guess, yeah, I guess the question is, what are we expecting from Jimmy G? Have we forgotten what Jimmy G is really like? I mean, maybe that's it. 
my my expectation of of Jimmy G is to feed Debo Samuel. Which he had a good game. He had his best receiving game of the season. Low bar, so but still. Right. You know, um, I expect him to to feed Debo Samuel. That's that's my expectation of him. And I don't even have Debo, but I like Debo as a player. I want him to be successful. Uh, I think Jimmy G is a better option than Trey Lance for Debo Samuel. Definite mixed bag. This is it, it's a good it's a good statement. It's here. it's a tight it's a tightrope. You're you're losing yeah. one thing, you're gaining another. Yeah. Uh, you're gaining experience and everything like that, but you know he's not a young, you know, sexy, you know, fast on his feet quarterback. You know, which is you know the rage right now. The problem is, is that they get hurt. Well, and let's let's not coast over the fact that the Denver defense has looked very good in all three of their starts. Um, you know, they're working their fucking asses off. That's what they're doing. That's right. I swear to God, if I was, if I was a defensive captain right now, I'd want to have a sit down with fucking Russ and be like, and the coaches and be like, what are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) What are you doing? This is, this is professional football. And, and, and they're like, I think, I think right now, if you put the Broncos offense against a, a, a mid-tier NCAA football defense that they would lose with these fucking coaches. Like, I don't get it. And they just fucking hired a guy. I, yeah. I okay, so I just I just checked. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. I just fine. checked. The Denver defense has not allowed. They've allowed one touchdown in the last 10 quarters of, of football. Since the first half of the Seattle game, just one touchdown. So maybe it's Jimmy G, or maybe it's Maybelline. You know what I mean? Like, or 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 maybe maybe it's the Denver Broncos defense. We could give credit there too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's let's move it on before Jerome has another conniption about the Broncos. <laughs> um, okay. It Lamar just doesn't make any sense. I know, I know. They have, there's so <laughs> much got, potential we got, there. We got it, we got it. And I'm so fucking invested in that goddamn team. <laughs> Me too, man. Me too. I've it's got a good Cortland thing you didn't Sutton. pick them as your secondary team, buddy. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be so mad right now. I will say he picked the Browns, which it's difficult for the Browns to be a better uniform choice than any team, but they are better than the Broncos. Oh, my God, yeah. Leaps and bats. Hate those jerseys. Hate them. Okay. Last one here. Lamar Jackson is the clear MVP so far. I love these conversation topics this early in the season because they mean so little when January comes around. Uh, That said, I am hot and bothered about this. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, they're all having great years, but Lamar is doing what he did in his MVP year again. And this time he's doing it better. Uh, It seems to me like last year's complete absence of a rushing attack has made him a better quarterback. And he is carrying an otherwise overhyped Ravens team on his back in a way that I don't think any of the other main competitors at the MVP argument are being asked to do. Maybe Patrick Mahomes. 
but I think that Lamar is currently playing better than Mahomes. Your opinions? I'm cool and calm about it just because, like, I feel like it's not really, like, groundbreaking shit. I mean, I think and Homer talking right here, I think Josh is also doing a lot of the things that he's doing, and Josh doesn't have a defense. Oh, right Josh now. is a great. Josh is a defense that's. There's that's no secondary. The, I don't know. I no, mean, the, the Bills secondary has one good knee between all of them. Yeah, I get. I don't know. I've seen. I've seen the Bills defense play awesome football two out of the three weeks of the season. I mean, they held the Titans to seven points. They held the Rams to effectively no points. It seemed like. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think they're they're playing their asses off. True, and 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 you know, in all fairness, I haven't watched a whole lot of Baltimore football the first three weeks. So I haven't really gotten a chance to see them other than, you know, highlights and they're not going to show, you know, the bad stuff and highlights unless it was, you know, game changing bad. But um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm like, yeah, I guess, you know, considering that he's probably playing the best out of those top three. um, I just don't think it's like, you know, earth shattering news that like, he's the, that he's an MVP front runner. If it was like, Oh yeah, Jalen Hurts is an MVP front runner. Everyone would be like, "Wait, what?" And then you'd go Google Jalen Hurts highlights and be like, "Really, he's playing better than Mahomes, Jackson, and um, and Josh." Like that would be, I feel like, more of an a hot and bothered thing for me. Um, Let me but ask yeah, you, Karen, do you do you think that Lamar is the front runner for MVP, or are you just saying that you're not surprised that he's a front runner? No, I'm just not, I'm not surprised that he is. That's okay. why that's why I'm cool and calm about it because it's not like it was someone that came out of the clouds. It's not like we're saying, you know, Trevor Lawrence is an MVP front runner, you know. Which he, which Trevor Lawrence should be a top five right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, or maybe top ten. Okay. Jerome. So I'm calm and cool about this. Um Lamar Jackson is playing really good football right now. Um the fact that my quarterback, my 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 guy is in the MVP conversation does mean a lot to me. Um, But I don't fucking care because as long as we're winning, Mm -hmm. that's all that matters to me. Sure. Absolutely. Like if, if Hertz doesn't do, I I think Hertz is playing amazing football right now. Are there places he can be doing better? Yes, absolutely. Is his defense putting a lot of work in? Absolutely. Absolutely. The Eagles haven't scored in the second half of the last two games. It's a weird stat, by the way. Here's the other thing. They haven't really needed to. And and I think a part of that is the offensive coordinator is like, we don't need to put the pedal to the metal. We're ahead. Why get my guys hurt? Let's just coast. And it's working. The defense, the defense is obviously picking up the slack on that end, keeping making sure that the they stay in the game and everything like that. But yeah, you know, uh, could could he, you know, be uh, could Hertz be possibly neck and neck with Lamar if the Eagles were constantly neck and neck with the teams that they're playing in all these games and having to score more and more touchdowns just to keep in the game? Absolutely. But are Things you? Have- so, so who would be the front runner of MVP? I think right now Lamar is, but I don't think that he will finish the season without getting hurt. Hmm. 
Well, yeah, like I say, they're, they're, it's a I meaningless that, conversation. Like he is not, he's not the same young player that he was. He's already gotten hurt once, and it's all, it's all downhill. That first time you have a major injury that puts you out for a while, it's all downhill from there. You, 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 it's all downhill. He's not getting younger. He's only getting older. You know, it's something will give. And he is playing on such a high level to win these games because his team isn't helping him. Oh, I, I don't know. I, what are you talking I, about? They're they're the, no, the, wait, wait, the wait, Ravens wait. secondary not, is the one of the worst in the NFL. I'm not talking about that. I think that that's true, but I'm saying that I think he's playing on such a high level, not because his defense isn't doing that. I think he's playing on such a high level because he's playing for a contract. And every time that he has a big game, his price, he already tag, signed a contract. He did not. Well, he signed a franchise tag or no, no, he's still playing on his rookie deal. He's playing his rookie deal. No, he uh, didn't. Didn't like he was doing that whole gonna hold out thing, and then nope. they signed something right before the first game. Nope. He said the the contract talks uh, ended or terminated before week one. He's he's playing out his rookie deal, which is making twenty five million this year. Not chump change, but not probably what anywhere near what he's going to make next year. That's 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 what I think his main. I think his main focus is playing well enough to raise his price tag every fucking game. I think I think that the Ravens are going to wind up winning on this one because he's going to try and play his ass off to get that contract. He's going to get himself really hurt and then they're going to be like good luck on the market cuz you're hurt and you don't have a contract. Like yeah, you played at a really high level but then you got hurt and then you couldn't finish the season and now you don't have a contract and good luck out in the market. Jerry will pay him. He loves paying guys that are hurt. It's fantastic. Let fuck him. Fuck him. Let him. I think the Ravens are going to win out on this one. Because the Ravens aren't going to aren't going to really go anywhere. They're not going to win anything big. They're not. They they they, they may not even make the playoffs. Or they're if they make the playoffs when they get there anyway. When they make the playoffs, they're not going to go anywhere further than like maybe maybe week two. I don't. That know de- that-, that defense can't do shit. I don't think it matters. I think. I think that teams feel pigeonholed with these quarterbacks. Look at the Cardinals, who have never really done anything with Kyler Murray and still gave him a huge bag of cash. Oh, and let's God. face it. I, I, I want to know. I, you know who needs to teach a master class? That dude's fucking agent. That who, that's who needs to yeah. teach a master class. Team, teams feel like they have to do this, man. And let's face it. like Lamar has played leagues better than Kyler has. Hasn't won a playoff game, I don't think, but he's going to get more money. Okay, let's go into our games of the week. Hit it, Herm. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. All right, Herm, thank you very much yet again. Hey, Broncos. Broncos, are you listening? Hey man, they're two and one. They're it's a weird situation, but they're two and one. Dude, they're all high at a Rockies game right now. What are you talking about? They're not listening. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Uh, last week, Kieran and I went two and one. Jerome went one and two. Um, so standings are currently Kieran seven and two, me six and three, Jerome five and four. Plenty of time left, boys. Plenty of time left. Plenty of time left. Let's see how this week changes up the standings. The first game is mine and 
It is a game that I feel very passionately about. It's Monday Night Football. I'm having deja vu already. The Los Angeles Rams at the San Francisco 49ers who are favored two and a half. And as a Rams fan, this is the game that I circle every year on the calendar. And it's not because I'm excited for it. It's because I'm not excited for it. I am. I hate them. Um, I hate them. And I, I just, I think that the Rams could have a 16 and 0 record and the 49ers an 0 and 16 record. And I would still feel unsure about the outcome of this game. Yes. I'm going to take the Rams. I am obligated contractually to take the Rams. It's a shitty contract. Just try and get out of that. Call Kyler's guy. <laughs> I think, look, Trent Williams being injured for four weeks. That is a big fucking deal. That is a big deal for the 49ers. Um, there's questions about how Jimmy G is playing. I think he's probably going to bounce back, you know, and Debo last year toasted the Rams in all three matchups, including the playoff game, but the Rams are oh, you mean Jalen Ramsey's daddies. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jalen Ramsey's got a lot of daddies right now, but that's not the point. I, I'm going to take the Rams. I think that they are playing better football than the 49ers who have looked less than stellar in all three of their games. The Rams haven't looked very good either, admittedly so, but they have looked better is what I would say. At no point did they not feel in control of the Cardinals. And while it is the Cardinals, I that's something that we haven't seen from the 49ers yet this year. So that is... A step above, I will take the Rams. Um, boys. I'm going to go with the Rams, too. Um, it's simply because I think I've just lost all faith in Jimmy G. Um, I've lost faith in this team. The fact that they're two-and-a-half-point favorites is a little shocking to me. But, I mean, I oh. guess they're, it, it's, they're at home. It's a, it's a division rival, so I, I can kind of get it there. Uh, like you said, Eric, the Rams haven't been looking great. But I, I don't know. I think I got to go Rams here. Jerome? I'm going Rams. Ooh, doggy. Didn't see that coming. Taking the underdog. No separation in the standings for that one, huh? Uh, Jerome, you have analysis for it? I think that this will be a, a great game to really test the Rams' medal. And I, you don't you don't bet against Cooper Cup. He's a fucking hero. He is Goddamn a right. fucking hero. Goddamn right. Also, if you get the chance, check out Ben Skoranek's highlights. That dude is amazing. All right. <laughs> Next game of the week. Go ahead. All right, boys. Talking Colts at Broncos. Broncos are favored by uh, two and a half. This is, dif- this is difficult. This is difficult. This I is am, the hardest one. I am taking the Colts. Ooh, I see. Underdogs to win. I know the Broncos defense have been playing out of their minds, but at some point something's got to give. And the Colts are coming into this game on a high from beating the Chiefs. Plus Pittman's back. Pity City, full effect. Kieran, I need a second to think about this. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was like, as, as spicy as a Colts pick is, I don't know, man. I just, 
I really don't think Matt Ryan has it, and I don't think high altitude can even help him. I got to go with the Broncos, man. I mean, like, they're, like they're, they're still 2-1. and one. They're managing to win games. Yeah, their defense is holding them in it. Yeah, and you know, like you said, if I was a defensive player on, on Denver, I'd be like, hey, guys, what the hell are you doing? And like, and I'm, hey, maybe this is the week they figure it out, man, but I think I got to go Broncos here at home. It's an uncomfortable feeling. I'm going to go Broncos too. And yeah, I, I saw this and I was just, it made my skin crawl. <laughs> it, you know, the, the, the 2.5 favorite, you're in mile high, which is, a, which is an advantage. That's, that's a big advantage. Probably one of the, it should be one of the best home advantages in the NFL. And historically, mm-hmm. I, I believe it has been. But it says a lot for how poorly this, you know, Jerome can't help himself but rant about it about how poorly this offense has performed in the red zone. But winning creates positive momentum. Uh, that goes, I guess, for both teams. I just, I think that Patrick, Patrick Sertan and the Broncos defense keep rolling with the momentum. I'll take the Broncos. Karen, go ahead with your game of the week. All right, boys. Game of the week for me is going to be this Thursday night. Uh, Miami. Heading up north to Cincinnati. The Bengals right now are favored by four, despite being one and two against an undefeated Miami team. I I really like Miami in this one. I mean, they're these I feel like these are two teams that just have like the opposite trajectory going right now, like ships passing in the night. You know, it seems like Cincinnati's just <laughs> keeps going down and down and down, and Miami just is going to the moon right now, especially with you know Hill and Waddle absolutely raking. Um, at, at the moment. So yeah, I got to go Miami. Also another fun fact about this game, reason why I picked it, this will be the debut of the Cincinnati white tiger color rush uniforms. Oh, so I am very excited to see those. There's going to be so much blood on those uniforms. Oh yeah, dude. It feels like that's a uniform that should have happened a long time ago. Oh my God. Especially in like the nineties, like when they were just like, they would do anything to a Jersey. Yeah. Uh, just if you have any questions about that, see Patriots nineties jerseys for reference, um, which were fucking horrendous. I'm going to go with Cincinnati here. Hmm. I am. I feel skeptical about Tua's health and, you know, I, I like that Cincinnati defense. I think that they are pretty good. They got after Joe Flacco a ton. Now I get it. Joe Flacco is a statue back there, but I really don't think what they're saying about Tua right now is that he has back issues. That's what's being said. It's a short week. They're saying it wasn't a, ha- a head injury. I'm not going to get into that, but definitely. If, was. Has, if a quarterback has back issues, they become statue-like. They're not going to be running around quite as much, and Miami's offensive line is not all that good. I think Mike McDaniel coaches around it very well, but I don't think they're very good. Um, so I also think that when you're playing a division rival who is very good and you have a lot to prove against them, like Miami did against Buffalo, you take out a lot of energy, you exert a lot of energy. And if it's a short week following that, I think you come out a little flat. I think the Bengals take advantage of that shit. I'm going to go Cincy at home. Romulus. I'm going to go with Miami. boy. Even if Tua isn't playing um, or he goes out, um, 
I think that some of the best wide receivers in the league are playing for Miami right now. And, mm-hmm. you know, they got a, they had a good run game. They have plenty of health in the backfield. Um, yeah, I think they're dangerous. Uh, they are dangerous. Like, they are very dangerous. I like, I like the way they're being coached right now. And I said it like Mike McDaniels, I think doing a hell of a job. Um, and even for the hype train, I didn't see three and oh to start the season. Yeah. Which I, I do think when you, when you read and about it and watch the highlights of that bills game, a lot of funky, strange things were kind of going on. Josh Allen hit his finger against a helmet. Um, you know, he, he didn't seem to be passing very well after that. And Buffalo was in it. I don't know. Um, they're in, they're a very interesting squadron. Okay, let's go into our last subject of the night, which is going to be the Suicide Squad. Okay, so as we well know, Jerome and I are very much out of it. Kieran strides on. Good for you, buddy. Philly. Philly. job picking the birds, kid. Probably shouldn't have. Uh, <laughs> it might have been a waste to pick them that early, but you're still alive, and so who the hell am I to say? All right, Karen, who's your suicide pick this week? Yep. So my suicide pick this week, I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Chargers. Wow, that is against bold. Houston. Bold, bold, absolutely right. bold. Hey man, I, I don't, I don't know what it is. But I was I was drawn to that game. I almost went Giants. Just ended up switching the pick here at the you know, right before we jumped on here. I'm going with the Chargers. I'm riding it hard. Come on, Herbie. Wow. Fully load me. Joey Bosa injured. Center is injured. Left tackle injured. Keenan Allen injured. All right, kids. Well, this is this is your witnessing live. This is how a segment dies. <laughs> with thunderous applause. Oh, God. What a quote. You're welcome. Well done, Padme. It feels weird not to have a... You're the only game. person that's ever said that, by the way. Well done, Padme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like after Anakin finished, he was like, well done. I mean, you know... You'd like to think. She seems like she'd be lazy, though. She was like... She was dying, and she's still... I don't know. Birth to the chosen I don't know. One. She was... She was she I bet she was a freak. No way. Yeah. No way. It was either no one way. or the other. She there's no way she was yeah. like straight up the middle, just like good old normal. It was either I don't know. Like I don't know. I dated boring. I dated a few girls that da- that worked in politics. And mm, that's fair. They're, they're freaky freaks. I could see it mm-hmm. for your run-of-the-mill political chick, but I just can't with her. I just feel like she'd be vanilla. They don't call her straddling Madeline Albright for nothing, buddy. That's right. <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's it. I think that's it. Okay. Join us next week for, you guessed it, week four <laughs> recap and analysis. Um, hopefully, our fantasy weeks go much better, except for Kieran. Kieran, you're, this is the one and only podcast matchup of the season, the regular season. Oh, wait, I'm, actually, I don't know. Do you guys face each other? You definitely do, right? I think we're in the same division, yeah. Yeah. Mm. This is my only podcast matchup, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, 
Karen, I wish you poorly. I, I, I wish you poor. I wish I was gonna say I wish you well, but I don't. I wish you I wish you poor. Just just say you wish he loses for fuck's sake. I wish you I wish you poor. I wish you poor. I do. I wish him if poor. someone steals all the money out of his account, I'm punching you in the throat. But he might he might forget to set his lineup if that happens. I wish him poor. I, I he's that's not it's not grammatically correct. I wish him poor. I wish you poor. That's like, I it's, wish, like if, it, that, I that's wish, like if the night in, in Indiana. I Jones wish you would like, go you back to school bad. and learn some fucking English. Hey, I wish you poor too syntax. now. Are you happy? I wish you poor too. You happy? What you you see what you made me? Yeah, think? go ahead. Wish me things that don't make any sense grammatically. By all <laughs> means, it means it won't happen. Fuck you. All right, boys. Say good night. Boys, say good night. Boys, say good night. Good fucking night, except for Kieran. Hey! Hey!